Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. Welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. So, this is the last episode in our series around After the Auto Call. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed it. Um, we hope that it's been challenging and encouraging for you. Um, and yeah, we hope you know you explore the concepts, you get the book, you use it as part of your as part of your daily life and your discipleship um, mm. in walking closer um, in your faith. Um, so this this last episode is basically going to be an overview um, of what we've gone through and of the, the chapters in the book. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Anything you want to say? I just hope it's a blessing to people, man. Because mm. I think even before we even wrap up with the, the summary, I think one of my major desires, and I've got a feeling I might have said it in this chapter as well. Mm. One of my major desires with this book wasn't to make it almost like, yeah, this is the solution and then you've kind of nailed it 100%. Mm. But it was more, this is the this is almost like a starting point Mm. which should hopefully equip you with enough to be able to go out and continue to blossom in your journey as a Mm. believer Mm. Um, to take away the confusion of okay now that I've acknowledged that I need to repent I need to surrender I need to follow now that I've actually accepted and said all right cool I want in on this kingdom like this is something that I hoped would help to give some of that practical support Mm. you know Mm. so I hope that's how it it benefits every single person listening and reading (laughs) and it would be good to hear some people's thoughts you know if they've got the book if they've been reading through it it would be really good to get some feedback yeah, for sure. So, chapter seven, bringing it all together. We've been on this journey and learned some really cool concept s- concepts. Some new to us, some familiar. But what we really need to do now is apply the truths we've covered. One of the mistakes we make is constantly searching for new information before we've put into practice what we already know. Head knowledge alone can easily lead to arrogance and pride, which God actively opposes. See 1 Corinthians 8.1 and James 4.6. But when we humbly receive and act on his word, we'll be blessed in all that we do. See James 1.21-25. There's a strength that comes from this. The word prepares us to navigate life more effectively and and enables us to endure the various storms that may come. Let's read, oh, sorry, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Let's recap some of the key truths covered and consider practical steps to apply them to our lives. And even before we go on, I really want to emphasize on that because, hmm. you know, the thing is you can, in that whole search for new information, hmm. especially in this information age, like the, the constant search and look for the new. Like hmm. everything about, the world we live in in 2023 is very much that way inclined like tv once upon a time 
it was a thing where you had to wait a whole week until the next episode mm. now we're at a place where you have so much on-demand content that you can binge watch multiple series in in the same day like and so i think being mindful that that's the kind of context we're in it's important to not make the mistake of letting that approach influence how we address even just some of the concepts we covered in this book and not just in this book but just in this journey as believers like sometimes it's important to take time to really sit on a particular thing that we've learned Mm. to really figure out am i living this am i applying this Mm. especially and this and i think part of why i even put that in there was because i knew that it wasn't just new believers that would read this book it was also older quote-unquote believers Mm. people who have been around the faith been around the kingdom the preachers the teachers the leaders the ones that quote the scriptures and this and other as well and i think familiarity with the some of the information of the kingdom can lead to us sometimes missing out on the opportunity to be matured in ways that we may not realize that we need so yeah and i think it is that thing of you know we need to be constantly humble and constantly mm. understanding that there is still so much to learn you know yeah, yeah. in in this life we never really we don't really reach full perfection mm. you know we don't get perfection until the other side but there's a constant maturing that's meant to happen and a constant growth yeah you know because something that doesn't grow anymore is like dead right so we mm. always need to be growing we always need mm. to be learning adapting there's always going to be things that we need to work through you know mm. Chapter 1 Made in the Image of God God created God created man using the blueprint of himself Genesis 1 26 to 28 As his children and earthly representatives We were made with the very nature of God He designed us to reflect his attributes and ways Expressing this throughout the earth This was never about empty religious devotion but relationship and a way of life. God wants his nature to permeate all areas of our lives. He wants us to demonstrate his attributes and ways in whatever we do. Like Adam and Eve, we've all rebelled against God's created order. Rather than reflecting God's nature in all areas of life, we've devised our own way of doing things. Romans 3.23 We've we've departed from our godlike identity, adopting the sinful nature of Satan chapter 2 a bridge for the chasm the rebellion of man came at a price that none of us could ever pay it led to our enslavement to sin romans 6 16 and put us on a highway to eternal punishment romans 6 23 john 3 16 to 21 second thessalonians 1 9 to 10 jesus came to rescue us from our slavery to sin and the punishment due for our rebellion see titus 2 14 john 3 36 john 8 24 1 john 410. The gravity of Jesus' sacrifice goes far deeper than is often portrayed. We could never do anything to satisfy the religious the, sorry. We could never do anything to satisfy the righteous requirements of God's standards. See Romans 8, 3 to 4, Romans 3:20, and 2 Corinthians 5:21. So our salvation was a miraculous, undeserved gift in itself. 
that beyond the great gift of life after death, we've been given the power to say no to our old nature. This was once impossible. We are a new creation as a result of Christ's sacrifice. We've been given a new identity and a new nature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 This is miraculous restoration of the God nature we were given at the beginning of all creation. See Genesis 1, 26-27 Chapter 3, Be Holy for He is Holy The restored God nature doesn't work on autopilot, but requires intentional input from us. Faith without works is dead and beliefs with no supporting actions achieve nothing. See James 2, 14-26 I really like that bit by the way. Go for it. Without no supporting actions achieve nothing. Mm. And I think that is so applicable to so many areas of life. Mm. Like, do you believe that God heals? Mm. Like, I think most people say yes. You know, you see in the Mm. Bible. But what's your supporting action? Come on. In terms of that. So when you feel sickness coming up on your body, what do you do? Do Mm. you stand upon the fact that you believe that God is healer or do you say oh it's the flu season you know mm. everyone's going to get it it's coming around da, 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 da. like mm. what do you actually do so mm. I really like that hmm. God is the one who empowers us to walk out the restored God nature see Ezekiel 36 22 27 Philippians 2 verse 12 to 13 but we have to go from just saying we believe this to walking it out in our daily living we walk out our, our restored God nature by resisting the devil and the passions of our old sinful nature. We choose instead to submit to God through intentional obedience to his standards. James 4.8, 1 Peter 1.14-16 This is not a matter of trying to earn God's approval and eternal life, since this is the free gift we can't earn. Ephesians 2.8-10 and Romans 3.20 But it's a matter of walking out the restored God nature and living out the identity that was birthed in us at our conversion. Mm. At the core of this restored God nature is our holiness, being set apart and different from what is common because of our dedication to God. Holiness isn't defined by our actions, rather it's our very identity. Our godly conduct, motivated by love, is an outward evidence of our distinct difference from the world because of our dedication to God. Chapter 4. Is it really worth it? What we believe are our restored God nature will undoubtedly be put to the test. We'll be faced with various trials, tests and situations that will call for us to make a decision. Live out our newly restored identity or live out our old sinful nature fiery trials, tests, and situations give us the opportunity to grow closer to God and learn his ways. But these tests and trials will ultimately force us to eventually answer the question, is a life following God's ways really worth it? What we believe about what we have to look forward to will help us answer that question. If we really believe that afterlife in God's kingdom will be far better than what we have now, It should directly influence everything about our present day lives. It should give us the strength to make it through moments of weeping, mourning and pain, given the great future we have ahead of us. It should give us the resolve to endure persecution, rejection and mistreatment for following God's way, knowing there's a time to come when it will all be worthwhile. It should be a key driving factor that helps us make sense 
of why it's so essential for God's children to live holy, set apart and distinctly different from the ways of this fallen world in light of our devotion to God and pursuit of his way. We're living as strangers in a foreign land, passing by here on earth, and our government is in heaven. So we take our cues on how to live life from there, knowing the same heavenly government with the same standards will shape our eternal future in God's kingdom after this life. Chapter 5, Children of the King As God's children, we're a new creation with new habits, new values and a new God nature. See 2 Corinthians 5.17 Everything about how we see life has to be different. We were once blinded by the God of this age, but our sight has been restored by the light of the world. See 2 Corinthians 4.4, John 8.12 The miracle of sight for a blind person completely changes everything. It gives them confidence to walk their steps out fearlessly. Likewise, our adoption into God's family should cause a dynamic noticeable shift in the way we approach all areas of life. As children of the sovereign creator, king and ruler of all, we should respond confidently when faced by situations that cause most to tremble and fear. It's not that we don't see or feel. We acknowledge what's in front of us, but we surrender it to God. We confidently trust that he is infinitely bigger. We refuse to walk defeated, weighed down by fear and our old nature, but we walk in our new identity, certain that we can trust totally in God's sovereignty. This produces a distinct courage and boldness. See Proverbs 28 verse 1. When people see our courage and boldness in tough situations, this could be what turns their attention to God. See, for example, Acts 4.13 and Philippians, Philippians 1.27-28. If we let our old nature dictate our actions, then we'll look no different. Chapter 6. The Fight for Spiritual Sight We have an enemy who wants to destroy us. We don't have to be afraid of him since he's already defeated. But we do have to stay constantly aware of his cunning ways, knowing that he relishes on the ignorant, the unsuspecting and the naive. We now have access to the mind of Christ, which is the very mind of God. We now have spiritual sight. We're now able to go beyond our limited natural understanding and interpretations of life. We can see things for what they truly are from heaven's perspective. Our spiritual sight needs to be developed and exercised. We do this through reading, studying and meditating on the word. Once we know the word, we need to do it. God's word is also a crystal clear mirror, exposing our blind spots. It shows us the ugly truth about the areas we've not yet surrendered to God and provides us with a reminder of our new identity. But a mirror is useless if we don't adjust our appearance based on what it shows us. Similarly, when we see the blemishes revealed by the word, we need to take action to correct them. I think that's a really nice summary of all of the chapters. And I think as, as you were reading through, I was just remembering all the different conversations that mm. we had throughout the different points. Um, mm. I think there's a lot, there's a lot in there. No, for real, man. For real. I really do hope, bro, that like to anybody listening, whether you read the book or not, whether you just take in what we've covered in this series or actually go on to read the book, whatever your situation is, my hope and my, I think, biggest sincere prayer is that that it would just spark something and spark multiple things at that. 
because mm. like I think we've spoken about it how sometimes when I'm listening to like motivational videos and stuff like that I'm not even necessarily listening because I need the content of every single bit of every single mm. second of it mm. I'm just looking for that spark I'm looking for mm. the thing that is gonna give me the ignition that I need to just go off like mm. in various mm. different areas and to carry on with whatever mm. I'm trying to achieve and I think that's what I really want this book to do at the very least is to just spark those thoughts spark those ideas spark those opportunities for the reader the listener to go on and really start exploring beyond the text that is in this book um beyond the limitations of the subjects covered the ideas covered because you know sometimes when you're reading something or you hear something the holy spirit and again depending on how used to it you are the holy spirit will remind you or say a certain thing or bring a certain idea or thought to your mind and I think what I found in my journey is that growing in sensitivity to those spark moments where the Holy Spirit gives you something tend to lead to some of the biggest like areas of growth development understanding him and his ways and the application of that in my life as well and that tends to usually be beyond what the, the content of <laughs> whatever I'm reading yeah. or listening to is, right? Mm. So that's what I hope that at the least people get from it, man. I think it's such a beautiful thing, like in those moments where you get that expanding revelation, understanding, yeah. it's such a special thing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Let's pray for the listeners and the readers. but we thank you so much for the the time we've been able to share with those that would listen as we've gone through some of this book um those that will read it in time to come those that may have read it we thank you for the journey that you've taken each and every single one of them on ourselves included we thank you for the lessons we thank you for the insights and just the opportunities for us to reflect you and your kingdom and your way more than we did before. Abba, I just ask that by your Holy Spirit, you would speak to each and every one of us. Meet us where we are. Give us the areas that we need to focus on, the areas that you are inviting us to sit with you, to explore, to discover, and to be changed by your way, by your word, and by your truth. And I pray that above all things that we wouldn't be those that would just hear your word. Mm. Those that talk about your word, those that preach, teach and regurgitate your word. But I pray that we would be those who would be transformed by the application of your word. And those who are living testimonies of what it means to be a child of light. Mm. Would you help us in our areas of weakness? strengthen us where we need strengthening and provide each of us with the right support to continue journeying this journey we thank you for all these things and we trust that this will only be a a pit stop along this amazing journey that you're on with each of us and one that would equip and enable us to continue along the way in your name we pray Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.